Wichita Falls. I'm your co-host, Ryan. With my lovely wife, Catherine, by my side, we'll be having discussions on business, family, and anything else we find complicated or intriguing. Whether you're having your coffee in Bernie, Texas, driving to work in Des Moines traffic, or on a jog through the streets of Garfield, Arkansas, join us as we dive deep into the mysteries of modern life. Welcome to the Armadillo Den. Tell me something good. Tell me something good. Oh, that's what I was going to do, but it wasn't going to sound that good. I'm not sure that that sounded very good. All right, let's get into it. I'm Ryan. I'm here with my wife, Catherine. Hi. We're in the Armadillo Den. Uh, We're going to talk a little bit about how we met, our past. The early days. The early days. Of Ryan and Catherine. So, uh... Our oldest daughter has become enthralled with the movie The The Parent Trap with Lindsay Lohan. And uh, at one point she says, uses the term yesteryear. So Annie has started using that term a lot. She'll fit it in wherever she can. So this is what we're going to discuss. Our memories of yesteryear. (laughs) So we've been married 10 years. How old are you, Catherine? 35. I'm 37. Yes, you are. All right. So we, like I said, married 10 years. We have been together since February of 2007. And... No, that's when we met. That's when we met. I don't know when we got together. I don't either. It was also winter. It may have been the next year. So we were friends. We mentioned this in the first episode. I first met Ryan at a basketball game in Byers, Texas, where only maybe 30 people can fit in the bleachers at a time. Oh, that's not true. But we were standing on the sidelines, and he had come home from San Antonio. I was living in San Antonio, uh, and I don't really even know how long I was there. It wasn't very long, but I, uh, I was actually married once before. As a young man, and uh, my first wife and I were very young. Things didn't work out. Uh, I lived on my own in San Antonio for a little bit and then moved back to North Texas. So? And upon my arrival, I was greeted by a Catherine Morath at the time, and she did not care for me. No, I did not. I was not a huge fan. And I don't tell the have people a why. I don't know why. You do know why. What are you what tell me what you're gonna say? She was running with a group of guys who I was great friends with. One of them is a close cousin of mine. And she was kind of the center of their universe. She was were you dating one of them at the time? No. Okay. Let me stop. Hold you on, here. no, I'm not done yet. Okay. I'm not done yet. I'll stop when I'm finished. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and when I moved back I swiped some of the attention that she, not maybe not some, maybe all of it. You did. (laughs) And she resented me for it. For a short bit. Until up to this day. Okay, let me, I feel like I'm going to say, had been through a couple of bad relationships 
I come from a very... Um, Can I stop you right there and say, wah? <laughs> <You're>, right. <laughs> Point is, I did not want anything to do with boys, a boyfriend, a family. I didn't want children. Yeah, but you didn't see a man coming <laughs> into your life. Okay. So this funny man over here walks into my life, and we started playing poker at friends' houses. We watched so much cowboy football, which is hilarious now because we, we don't do any of these things anymore. Only on Thanksgiving Day do we watch Cowboys football. And I'm sorry if that offends people, but... it Here we are. Yeah. And great friends. We hung out all the time. We went to concerts. Live music was definitely something we enjoyed as a group. Mm-hmm. All Our whole group Everyone. did. And... I grew up listening to lots, going to concerts with my parents. And so on a specific night, we went to the Iron Horse Pub. What band were we listening? Was it, it Reckless? Was Reckless? It was Reckless Kelly. And so the way this worked out, uh, a friend of ours and I, we were like, no, nah, we're not going tonight. We're just going to hang out here and, you know, just be bums. Be bums, do whatever. So the whole squad went to the Iron Horse Pub without us. And he and I sat there for maybe 10 minutes together watching TV or doing whatever we were doing. We looked at each other and we're like, yeah, maybe we should go. We were just bored to tears. So we sh- he and I showed up. Yeah, Every- and- everyone left. And then a young Catherine, I'm going to say that over and over, a young Catherine <laughs> somehow managed to miss her ride and weaseled her way into my little Toyota pickup truck. But first. And then we rode around for three hours, and she also weaseled her right, way into my heart. that is another night. That that's a another, different story? Yes. No, that's the same no, night. No, this night, when we went to see Reckless Kelly at the Iron Horse, my parents were there. And so let me explain. Ryan Hager is a tattooed up man. He's got a sleeve. At the time, I only had one sleeve. And I grew up in a family where... It was very open. My father does not like tattoos. Old school. But he likes me. Old school. <laughs> and so Ryan was not the typical person I would have ever dated. And I introduced him to my parents as my friend, knowing that it would never go beyond that. The next morning, I'm home because I was poor and I had to move back in with my parents. Okay, so I think I think that concert then was Mickey and the Motor Cars. Okay. And but and why that Where maybe hazy is because is, Mickey Ladies, are you with me that men cannot remember everything that we do? So <laughs> I woke up that next day at my parents' house. I walk into the kitchen and my mom says something along the lines of So Ryan was nice. And I'm like, okay. She said, Would you date him? And I'm like did you see him? Like, would you Did approve? you tell her I was like too short or something like that? I'm going to get there. Okay. So me asking my mom if she approved is almost comical because I was one of the most rebellious children my parents have. Um, so, Which is almost comical coming from someone who always seeks her mother's approval. <laughs> so I, in my mind, something switched and I started seeing Ryan in a different way. And we started speaking on the phone every day. We saw each other every day for I don't know how many years. And so, anyways, yeah, we kept going to concerts. And then I think the next concert we went to, 
I found a way to lose my ride so that we could ride around until sunrise, literally from 2 a.m. to 6 a.m., rode around back roads in a little white Toyota truck. And But my best memory of this, Ryan, I is miss that little pickup. open conversations. We oh, laid really? a lot I of... That. My best memory was that little pickup. <laughs> I actually don't know how we remember the conversation because I was definitely intoxicated. Where are you? <laughs> yes, but then huh. I had to sober up, apparently. So we talked about, I think this was the foundation of our relationship. You, there's one point I remember you telling me that you would not kind of like a, oh, how do I, like you would not be okay with holding a grudge. I didn't think that's something you had dealt with in the past, um, like getting mad I think everyone knows what we're talking about. Yeah. You get mad at someone, you hold it in for like a week, and then out of nowhere you blurt this absurd nitpick. And you, I mean, we weren't even officially dating at this point, but you were like, that would never be okay with me. If you, like communication was so important to us. And so, yeah, that, and I respected that on so many, I respected your honesty so much. And I got out all my old boyfriend problems. And it was just, we started our relationship very honest. Yeah, I think everything was on the table. And then we secretly dated. Yeah. Because we we, didn't want this group of people to know we were dating. I don't even know why we were, it was kind of fun. I think it was a game. Yeah. Yeah, We would be in the same room with people all night and never really pay each other any attention. And then we would go out and each coincidentally have to go grab a beer from the cooler and then we would make out. Oh, yeah. And then apparently... One night after a concert, this I'm telling you guys, our first years were live music, and we slipped and made out in front of people in a car. Oh, yeah. And then they told us they knew the whole time. No, they didn't know. Because we're good. I remember the two guys in the car, the one in the passenger seat had fell asleep and woke up long enough to look in the back, and I remember vividly him saying, I did not see that coming. (laughs) (laughs) So another crazy part of our story is Ryan grew up going to a school called Byers ISD. Yeah. And then I went to a town called, I went to a school called Petrolia. He lived in Byers. I lived in a really small farming community, 10 miles from each other, you guys. So we went to school and lived 10 miles from each other our entire lives. I had no idea who Ryan was. And our schools were rivals, if you can only imagine. And both small. Like, I, I graduated in a class of, like, 16 or 18 people. And 43 people in yeah. my graduating class. Yeah, and it, there was at one point in our childhood where we didn't even live four miles apart. And? And we still didn't meet each other. And, and his ex-wife went to school with me. And lived how close to you? <laughs> like, three miles from us. Yeah. So... I think I may have saw you a couple of times, but yeah, I definitely, but I, had, I definitely met Jacob because I used to throw my older brother. Yeah, I used to throw parties, and then I think Jacob was at a few, and I remember vividly him being on crutches. Oh yes, you know, Football. and that, and I mean, Jacob doesn't talk much, so we didn't have a lot to say to each other. But the great thing in this is we would not have worked in high school, right? So, and I think it also kind of played out in my favor because a lot of your friends, like close friends, knew who I was, and they didn't 
not like me. Right. You know. Right. So, we started talking. Kind of obsessed with each other. I'm still obsessed with you. <laughs> I'm still, I'm still obsessed with you too. We got engaged my senior year of college. And how was it? I'm going to back up just a little bit. So Ron's an only child, and I'm one of five. I have a ton of cousins, huge family. Would you say it was a little bit of a culture shock? It was, but I love. I don't ever remember thinking like, "Oh God, I, I don't like this." I loved it because I got I got the chance to meet all of your family on an individual basis before I was introduced introduced to the dynamic of everyone together. Right. You know, like I met your mom and dad, like you said, like early on. And I think, because you're very honest too, and I'm pretty sure you told me, hey, my parents like, and your dad told me he liked me that night as well, because he was, he was drinking. So we were, <laughs> you know, and I didn't know how reserved your father, your dad was at the time. So I was just, you know, my dad is reserved about specific things. Yeah, and he loosens up. Like, he's not right very reserved around me. I don't know if he would admit to this, but I think I get something out of him that most people <laughs> can't. Um, so I think you were open with me about, you know, how your parents felt about me early on. And then I met, uh, I think, was Claire still away at the time, your oldest? Yes, she Catherine's and her husband sister. lived in McKinney. McKinney, yeah. Van Alstine. Oh, yeah, you're right. Yeah. He was a vet in McKinney. Right. And so I'd only met her once or twice. Her youngest brother, Will, was like, I don't know. He was very young at the time. Like, oh, junior high. Yeah. No, he was in elementary when we met, right? We could do the math. It's not worth yeah, it. Yeah, it's uh, not worth it. Yeah, he was a, he was a kid. And then uh, I'd met Jacob several times. Or been around him. Well, uh, Jessica lived away. I have a little That's sister. what I was getting to, is that I feel like you said to me, I really hope Jessica likes you. And I knew what you meant was like, if Jessica doesn't like you, I'm not sure that this is going to work out. Because she... Yeah. You guys were... Very close. Yeah. And she would give me her honest opinion. Yeah. I mean, essentially, you guys are best friends and, yes. you know. So, I remember being nervous about meeting Jessica. No, and I did. I was, it was a sigh of relief because... I've loved Jessica. Cool. I've loved Jessica since you know the first time we met. Yeah. So. And I didn't have that. I mean, because you're the only child, I love your mom and dad so much. Yeah. We were around them a lot. Well, I was living with my parents. Right. When I moved home or moved back from San Antonio, I moved back in with my parents. So at this time, we we're both living with our parents. I don't know, Kia. Grown ass adults <laughs> living hey, with our parents. I guess I was an adult, but. I don't think we were. I don't think we were Maybe either. We you don't become an adult when you turn 18. No. Ish. But how old were we? I was 24. I was 21. 23. I was 23 because I wouldn't have turned 24 until that August. So okay. when we met, I was 23. Right. 21 here. We're two yeah. years apart. Woo. Look at us now. Babies. Dang. So... You started playing the guitar when you were eight years old? Yeah, eight or nine. First band when you were? Oh, 17. Okay. 16, and 17. What type of music did you play starting out? 
We'll just call it metal. I played, We're going to call it metal. Yeah, I played metal. Loud? It was always loud. And I am a, uh, for li- I mean, I listen to more things, but I would primarily say I listen to country music. Yeah. Not mainstream, non-mainstream country music. And this man got me to go to quite a few metal shows, which made me physically ill <laughs> because <laughs> of the noise. Yeah, and so we went to see Metallica. In Houston, we stayed the night with a very dear cousin of mine at her town home. We went to the Metallica concert. In Houston. In Houston. Catherine fell asleep <laughs> at the Metallica concert. I did. And James Hetfield looked right at her and Front shook row. his head in disgust. Disgust. But I did not. I was so tired. It was so loud. Put her to sleep. Not my jam. And... I mean, road trips, because we went on many of road trips dating. Um, and if he was driving, it was understood that he would get to listen to what he wanted. And his metal music would be like a lullaby in my ears, because it's so loud and deep and dark. Sleepy time. So, where, where were you going with the... You were setting me up for something. I Ask think maybe when I played just music. That story. Yeah, I played music. You, oh, you're yeah, it just up for metal. The, um, yeah, we. Yeah, so at that time. But when what, I I, back, what did I, I drag you into? Uh, uh, as far as music, no. So this is where two people with I would say we had different interests. Mm. Ryan was into a music scene, metal, played a lot of music. You weren't in a band when you moved back, no. but you quickly got back into one, and. I enjoyed things like Larry Joe Taylor Day's big music festivals, live music festivals where you may or may not drink for days at a time with a little water, little sleep. And Ryan is not a huge drinker. And I don't like being in a communal situation with people either. Well, he is very particular about his sleep. Yeah, about ex- where yeah excuse he sleeps. me. Communal sleeping is not. Acceptable. Right. So I drug him to Stephenville, Texas, to Larry Joe Taylor Days first. And then, which was an experience. I will say the was first. Was terrible, though? I will say the first day and a half was good. And then it. The next day and a half. It was not good. And then like two weeks later was we Chili Fest and College Chili Station. Fest and College Station, which was exponentially more terrible. The Way only worse. good thing about that was. That was, I think, the first time I saw Willie Nelson. Okay. Yeah, which is great. Yeah. So I went to school at Blinn College and College Station for about a year and a half, got in a lot of trouble and had to move home. And my best friend, Holly, Ron had to meet. She lived in a trailer park near Chili Fest, near Forney. And you say trailer park. It's not a normal trailer park. That is a really... It's magical. Not that there aren't best nice trailer ever. parks, but that no, one is No, that was best memories. Yeah. Yes. So we ended up, and at Chili Fest, you're not supposed to leave, technically. I mean, you're there, you stay there, you tent camp. We tent camp, Ryan threw up in his pillowcase, and we... I was hoping you'd leave that detail I, I'm out. not going to say why you threw up, but I will say it did not end well. And I knew my days of music festivals was over. 
And it was all completely worth it because for all I know, I needed t- to get out of it. For all I know, that tent we slept in could still be in the exact spot where we left it. Ew. I was so mad because <laughs> you almost threw up in our backpack, our luggage, which was a backpack. Our year, early years of dating, because that was within the first six months for sure, was a lot of compromise. But I think this really, thing I had like, a great time. I don't feel like I was compromising at all. I felt like I had me putting a up wild... a fight to do those things. No. Yeah. So. Right. The compromise must have all been on your end. Well, I think that I have a wild spirit, but it was more like a bonfire, and Ryan brought it to a slow candle burn, mm. which is good. It was I think a little it was more like a dumpster a fire, <laughs> and I brought it to a maybe like a campfire, <laughs> right? Still, and at some sometimes it expands into a bonfire. Still, hey, gotta let it out every once in a while. Mm-hmm. So yeah, those are. The early stories, we got married, got engaged. Where did we go on our honeymoon? We went to Portland, Oregon. Yeah, I think that honeymoon instilled a lot of our passions into our businesses for Wichita Falls. Because it, yeah, it was great. We didn't have a car. We walked everywhere. We took public transit, mm-hmm. which, which is such a learning experience because in Portland, the pedestrians have the right-of-way and where we're from, that is not the case. No, I think maybe pedestrians only have the right-of-way. In parking lots, which I'm not even sure that's true. That's just what I've heard. We finally got crosswalks in Wichita Falls. So we do, but you got to watch. I mean, if someone's not paying attention, they're going to blow right through it. Yeah. So that honeymoon, I think, sparked a lot of imagine like creativity. Like we imagined what it would be like to live somewhere like that. I've definitely said that before, that we are creating a place here together that we want to live, not because we have to live here. I don't feel like we have to live here. I love it here. Yeah. We do live out of town. (laughs) That's kind of the story of how Ryan and I met. I don't think we missed too much, but you know, you will always catch us telling a story here and there. Sure. And if you, if people do actually listen to this, write us questions. I'd love, I mean, we don't, I'd love to answer You know, I'm going to touch on one more thing that's deep here that really is reflective of our relationship now. When our first year of marriage, we got pregnant pretty quickly Um, with Annie. We wanted to start a family right away. During this, our church had a retreat. So at the time, Ryan was atheist, agnostic. At best, yeah, just anti. I I am born and raised Catholic, and so I went to this retreat. You openly let me go. Yeah, not well, that you were going to keep I had me been from going it, but... to mass with you, right? Yeah. So it just really sparked something in me that brought back the importance of my faith. And through the years, it didn't take long. Ryan became Catholic, also. Mm-hmm. I went to the same retreat the following year. Cried your eyes out. I did. <laughs> I think that's it. Beautiful thing. Until up to that point, I hadn't cried since I was 17. Wow. Yeah. Now he cries a lot, you uh, guys. All the time. So. I've almost cried a couple times during this. <laughs> that was 2011, and um, we kind of vowed to each other to put our marriage first. 
as an adult, I wanted to have a relationship that I had fun with the person I was with. I think that we've consistently been great friends. There has been years that were really hard. What is it, the year seven mark that people... That was for real. For that us. was yeah bad. that that yeah seven year seven for us was rough and I don't know it was just like everything just work seemed like it all came to the came to the surface yes and it wasn't f- from a lack of like Catherine said before not discussing things you know we had been oh, right way open it was just a gr- like that whole year was a grind and then almost after the three hundred and sixty fifth day of that cycle. It was like we just snapped out of it. And we couldn't even figure out how to like communicate what was so bad. Uh-uh. But I, looking back, it was a lack of fueling the creative side of us. We, were, we really were in the mode of work, family, work, family, come home. Yeah, because at that time I wasn't playing music, right? That's it. Yeah, it was. He had quit playing music. Everything he did was systematic to what had to be done the next day. And you, I remember you telling me that I, you said you feel like just a roommate. And that dug really deep for me. That was hard. It was a hard time. Mm-hmm. So we had to figure out how to get back to, because at this point, at this year, was the first year I went full time. So everything for me was survival mode of replacing, not even near replacing my salary that I left. And so... While I was trying to give all to this, we did not pay enough attention to each other. Each other and what each other needs to be the best version of themselves in our marriage. Right. Which for you is a music, playing music, writing music, recording music is a part of what you do. And that involved, and this is me being super selfish at the time and really honest. I did not want him to have practice once a week because it took time away from me and it was inconveniencing me. (laughs) Yeah. Well, and now we know, you know, that if I don't take the time to do that for myself, I can't be here worth anything for anyone. Right. It's not, you know, which is selfish. And if that was, if that was ever, you know, uh, if I couldn't play music for some reason, you know, that was out of my control, I would deal with it. But right now that's not the case. Yeah. So I think, I mean, hindsight tapped into what was not working and it took us years to figure out a groove. I mean, I feel like 2019 was the first year you've really had time to focus on your bands. Yeah. And we've been, we're busier than ever. Uh, You know, I mean, it's just, you, we, you've allowed me to make time, you know, Mm -hmm. and and it's not all you allowing me to do it. It's me making time mm-hmm. because I can be really lazy. But on the flip side of that, I have a real hard time not finishing something when I start. I almost don't like to start something because I know I won't let it go until it's done. Right. It's a blessing and a curse. Mm-hmm. Same. Good. Let's get off of here. All right. Thank you guys for joining us in the Armadillo Den. Until next time. Adios. You can find us on Instagram at RyanHagerTX, at Ramblin' Company, and at Catherine.Hager. Mm.
going to leave you guys today with a quote from Mother Teresa. Kind words can be short and easy to speak, but their echoes are truly endless.